29th of February was the day that shook New Zealand. Okay, it didn't really. But the leap year did raise a few internet eyebrows. In this Ask Lawland segment, I will take a very lighthearted approach. This one is an episode where you need to sit back, relax and enjoy some laughs because we're going to be looking at the age-old question, are you really working a day for free when it's a leap year? Welcome back to Lawlands. My name is Sanam and thank you so much for tuning in today. Whenever this time of year comes around, it seems like the internet goes into a little bit of a frenzy and goes into these heated debates. Lawyers weigh in, employment relations specialists weigh in, HR weighs in, payroll weighs in. You've got everybody bringing out the big guns and debating this particular topic. But I didn't pay too much attention to it until I got a call yesterday and when I got this call, it was quite unexpected. So my partner rarely calls me unless it's something important. Whereas I, being the talkative person that I am, I call him all the time. And this is probably what's brought this podcast into fruition, if I can be completely honest. I love talking. So I was really shocked, as you can imagine, for my partners to give me a call out of the blue and say, hey, what's going on with the leap year situation? And I said, what, what do you mean? And he's like, are we actually working for an extra day for free? And I thought, well, no, because you earn a salary, so it's spread out over a year. And I said, eventually, you'll probably make it up in some shutdown or something like that, that the extra day might go towards your annual close down or something. And then I thought, wow, I can't really justify this. I don't actually know the full breakdown. And then he said to me, this would make a really good episode. So I thought in this Ask Lawland segment, why don't I answer my partner's question? Will I actually be working a day for free? Before we fully get into it, I just wanted to say to everyone out there that's been listening, and if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Please let your colleagues know, subscribe, follow, reach out, and feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or give me a follow. I always post regular updates there around employment law changes, immigration changes, so keep an eye out for that as well. All right, now, the best way to break this down, I think, is to first look at the numbers. So if you worked Monday to Friday, and I know that this is not everyone's work schedule, a lot of people work on the weekends, they do different kinds of shifts, but let's just say for argument's sake, you worked Monday to Friday in a year, then on a non-leap year, you would most likely work 260 workdays. It's all right, 365 days, but you only get 260 of that, and that's work. <laughs> it's not ideal. But to make matters worse, <laughs> in a leap year, you get 261 days that you've got to go to work. But here's another spanner in the works. Did you know that depending on the leap year, you can also have longer years past 261. So for example, in 2020, just because of the placement of when the year started, depending on the weekends and the public holidays, it all leveled out to being 262 days of work that you would need to do if you worked, like I said, Monday to Friday. Does this actually give you an extra day? This is where the internet, like I said, is clearly divided. We've got this article that came out that kind of, I think, kicked a lot of these other articles off, which was by an employment relations specialist giving their commentary around this. But this hasn't been tested. Nobody's gone to court over a leap year. But hey, you never know what can happen when it comes to employment law. Now, when you're 
a waged employee, that's the easiest one. You get paid for the hours that you work. So guess what? If you get to work an extra day in the year, then you get paid an extra day in the year. And that's just how waged working works. Now, with salaried employees, that's where it gets a lot more complicated, right? We know that salary is paid per annum. And we know that if for whatever an annum is in that year, you are agreeing that you'll be paid a set amount. If it's going to be 80000 for example, then over the course of a 260 workday year, you will obviously get paid at a higher rate per day compared to a year that has 261 days, right? Because technically... 261 days of work is more, and if you're stretching out 80,000 over 261, it will be a lesser number than 260. But do we actually need to have a look at relevant daily pay in most cases? I would say no. In most scenarios, when you're looking at payroll, you would see that this person has the set amount allocated to them annually, which means that they would get a set amount allocated to them per week. If you worked last week and you get paid weekly, then you will get paid for that Friday. So where does this discrepancy lie? This is the question. Why is the internet so confused? Well, well, my friends, let me tell you why there is just so much confusion out there. There's a lot of debate out there. And a lot of these employment law experts are saying, look, you don't actually get ripped off for a day. You don't actually lose a day where you have to work for free. If you're paid fortnightly, for example, then you'll be paid for the fortnight. So it's not like there's a day just missing out of your pay. If you're paid monthly, then there is a leeway for fluctuation. So most salaries are not designed to exactly represent a per hour rate. So keep that in mind. Sometimes when we have this conversation, we throw waged in with salary, but salary doesn't work that way, right? You've got Uh, salaried workers that are not looking at per hour, you're looking at per annum. So this means that generally you'll work more hours maybe in one pay period than you might the next. And that's just because of the way that the months are structured. And like I said before, 262 days in 2020. So it just also depends on where the year kicks off. What I noticed on the internet was that it seems like everyone is really focused on this whole idea that for salaried workers, you need to look at how many days there are in the year and that it's stretched over. So technically speaking, yes, per day, you would earn a dollar something less if you stretched it out and looked at it on a daily basis. But we don't look at it that way. The only time that we would really need to look at, okay, is the salary actually just hitting that minimum wage? And because of this day spread over the course of a year, it might bring them below the minimum wage threshold. But that will be a very rare scenario. A lot of the people doing the debating, they are earning well and truly above minimum wage. And they are debating solely on the fact that it's a leap year, 29 days. And anybody debating it and saying, oh, well, I'm just not going to come into work or that's not what I'm going to do. I know I've seen a lot of specialists out there talking about this recently. I don't believe that's the approach because at the end of the day, per annum, the way that I see it can mean as many days that it needs to make up a year. We know that it's generally 365 or 366 days in a year. Nowhere in your employment agreements would it stipulate that you are needing to work 366 days, 365 days. It doesn't usually say that. It just says per annum. So if we take per annum in its literal meaning, then it means per year. 
And your salary needs to be spread out over that year. So the main thing is for that year of work, you need to be earning 80,000, 100,000, whatever you're getting, you need to be earning that amount. If you're not earning that and it's less, then that's a concern if you have worked all of the days that you were meant to work. But otherwise, if you've agreed to it in your employment agreement and that's the contractual arrangement, then that's what you've agreed to. So here's another take on this situation which I read in a Stuff article because that is the source of truth for everything. This was an article that came out a little while ago, about eight years ago to be exact, and it was to do with one of the leap years. There's a lot of experts out there, a lot of payroll experts as well, that say, okay, if you think that you're losing out on a day's pay, then have you been getting overpaid in the previous Februarys that you've worked because it's only 28 days? So it all works out in terms of the agreement that you've made. But I understand where the other camp is coming from. If you looked at it on a daily basis, then yes, you are being undercut. But for wage workers, that is what applies. The fact that they are being looked at on a daily basis. You come in, you do your hours, and you get paid a wage for that day. But annual salary is spread out over that year. You still get paid the same amount that you would get paid. That doesn't really change. It's just that it's stretched out over another day, sometimes a bit less, sometimes a bit more. And we always have this debate whenever it comes up. So I, I pass it on to you. What do you think? So let me hear your thoughts. Payroll is going to be run shortly, I'm sure, for a lot of you. Maybe you've had some people read those articles that have been circulating around and they're a bit confused and worried about what the actual situation is. All right, well, that's it from me. Thank you so much, everyone, for all of your support. Please feel free, like I said, to share with your colleagues, your friends, and spread the word like, subscribe, and give me a follow. Come over onto LinkedIn. Let's have a chat. I post regularly. And I just really hope, everyone, that you have a lovely day, night, evening, morning, whatever it may be. And remember, stay empowered, and I'll catch you in the next one. (laughs) 